What sign are you? Wait. I'm Scorpio. <gasps> <laughs> I am a Scorpio too. Really? When's it your birthday? Isn't it coming up? 27th. 24th. Oh! Hello, and welcome to Spotlight COD, the podcast where we sit down with aspiring artists and performers from our star-studded college community and shine a light on their sleigh. This week, I'm joined by a very special guest, someone who I have a lot of respect for. She's a filmmaker, a rebel, and mother with a capital M. Please welcome Lauhe Baka. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So why don't you start by telling me a little bit about who you are and what you do. I am Lauje, Lauje Camila Vaca Martinez. I'm from Colombia, if you didn't notice by my accent. <laughs> I'm a student here at TUD. I'm studying, um, how is it, film, TV, and electronic media. I think that's the name of it. And I'm the president of the Motion Picture Club that I also like help fund here in, at TUD. And yeah, I'm a filmmaker now. I just premiered a short film. And yeah. So this past Saturday, I, I went to your premiere yeah. for Amoro, which you directed, mm-hmm. and which should be out now on COD Film YouTube channel by the time this airs. Yeah. Um, what was what was that experience like for you on Saturday? It's like kind of funny how everything went down, but like we had like a whole thing planned. Like it was like going to be totally different. Um, the decorations, everything. But like sometimes I forget that I that I'm working with like young people too yeah. <laughs> like me that also like yeah they have like more things going on whatever whatever but like if we talk and we're like okay you're doing this I'm doing this we shouldn't discuss more things about it yeah sometimes that happens you can work with people that know their stuff but sometimes you don't you, you're working with somebody that doesn't know and that's okay I just want like everybody to feel like welcome no matter where they it are a, it was a community aspect. yeah the community aspect of it so yeah but it, either way, it was really, like, so lovely to see, like, everybody there because I didn't... There were a lot of people. There were a lot of people. There were, like, 60, I was 50. surprised. I was surprised, too. I was like, oh, nobody's coming to this thing. But, like, because people know, like, people know what it takes and people know that's, that it's hard sometimes. Like, on top of, like, everything, the responsibilities to also, like, edit a short film. And that short film was 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, And, like, people, like, people... Like, we're really nice about it. And uh, I, I sometimes I wonder if they were, like, just being nice to, like, make me feel better. <laughs> or being, or were being nice for, like, because they genuinely, like, like the film or, like, like the event, you know? It's just, like, I'm so glad that it's over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that I can, like, move on to the next thing. So take me back to the beginning. When did you become an artist? Where does your passion <laughs> for filmmaking come from? Um, I think everybody's an artist, but um, my first thing that I started like diving cre- creatively was like music. That was my mm. first thing. My family, my grandpa and my grandmother, they sang and they also like play the guitar, but like just really like traditional music. Mm. So I grew up like seeing them. And then like I got inspired by that and started pursuing music, like doing music, you know, practicing music, yeah. learning music. Then when I was 14 or 13, I was like so obsessed like with cameras. Like I was so freaking obsessed with cameras. And like I begged my dad for, for a camera for so long, but like for some reason he didn't want 
to give me one for some reason i don't know why but i will like watch like countless hours of like youtube videos about cameras like without having one and i started to like learn how to use a camera without having an actual camera that's amazing <laughs> and then my my parents had like this technology store and like sometimes like brands will give them things mm. just because like and then they give the give them like a, a camera and then they give it to me and like that was like the best thing ever and since then like i took it like everywhere when i travel and i, I will do with my family i have like the blessing and the privilege to travel a lot within colombia and like outside of colombia so every time like after a travel like traveling after a trip i will do like a video mm. and show it to my to my, the, to the family and they they will always like love it and be like oh yeah show us more yeah 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 when when do you have that video done i want to say it so bad so yeah where are you from in colombia i'm from bucaramanga that's like in the mountains. Mm -hmm. uh, however, um, I just lived there for like two years in my life. Then I moved to a little town uh, and then I moved to like a big city in the coast. And then I spent like rest of the rest of my life there and like all my family lives there right now. Um, so yeah, I, it's like the coast, like, you know, the Caribbean accent. It's like, yeah, there's like Caribbean Colombia, then there's like yeah. Andes Colombia. Yeah, exactly, yeah. the Caribbean accent. The Caribbean culture is really is really fun. I learned how to surf and like I just love like the the laid back lifestyle, you know. When did you when did you move to America and what were the circumstances? Okay, uh, everybody, you know what's funny? Everybody asks me, why Palm Desert? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it was kind of like a funny thing because I finished I graduated in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I graduated in twenty twenty one. And I took one semester off because I didn't know what to do with my life. Mm. I have like so many passions. Like I love businesses too. I mm. love like I grew up. Because your family. Yeah, I grew up like going to my parents like businesses and helping them out. And then I love music um, and I love filmmaking. And I was like so, so, so confused. I had so much anxiety, like so much anxiety about like what to do, you know? Yeah. And then I started to go to therapy and my therapist is like a spiritual therapist. <laughs> How, have you, do you know about chakras and do you yeah. know about that? <laughs> so it's it's a whole thing <laughs> in itself. But um, I, I just like started to like unlearn many like beliefs that like limited me, you mm -hmm, know, like mm -hmm. that held me back. And like, you know, like many people like don't go this route of like the creative way of like starting something creative because they think, oh, you're not going to get make money or whatever. And like my dad was not happy, of course, mm. because in Colombia we have the SAT. Um, it's called the the ICFES, and um, I was like the second best um, score in the whole country, and like yeah, I know, I know, and that, and my dad was like, you you got this like the best score ever, you got so many good grades, you can go to any freaking university in Colombia, get a scholarship, like study like medicine or study uh, law. But you want to go to the States and study art. <laughs> and I was like, yes, <laughs> that's what I want to do. Um, I wanted to go to like New York or like Los Angeles. But I, I've been to New York plenty of times before. Um, but I was like, oh, um, New York is cool, but I know that Los Angeles is like way better for it. It's where everything is at. But I didn't want to commit to LA, 
just yet because I I was like uh, LA can be overwhelming. I just like the whole. It's terrible. It's the worst city in the world. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, I realized this being here, and yeah. I'm so glad I didn't went there right away. Imagine like driving a car over there and just uh and being terrible. being alone there. No, no. So I I I was just like looking at like things outside of LA, but in California because I'd, I'd never been here mm. um, in California in this like part of the country. So I was like. I want to go somewhere that's like cheap, that is close to LA, but it's not LA, and that I can like just like figure it out how California works, and I don't get overwhelmed by it. Um, that's very mature, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to like commit like econ- like economically yeah. to like something in LA because one thing is like I don't know how to pull back from things. When yeah. I say when I do something, I have to finish it, even if like it takes everything in me, I have to finish it. Uh, it's kind of like a toxic trait, actually. <laughs> Sometimes there's power in saying no. No. So yeah, I came here and like honestly, at the f- like at the beginning, I was like, what the f- did I do? <laughs> I was like, what the f- did I do? But then you realize, like in in general, with like being an artist and pursuing a like artistic career path, you realize that you have to do like you have to create the opportunities for yourself, and that's what I like like being here in Palm Desert, Palm Springs have taught me and honestly i have gotten so much out of it so much out of it i have learned so much i have met so many incredible incredible people um and i feel like here you have the opportunity to sort of build something from the ground up exactly 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 and like here there's a lot of people that are like from la this Mm -hmm. is like the backyard of la yeah like from like retired people you know the other day i was in bank of america and i don't know sometimes i love to like talk to old people i love it and that uh, i had like a um, electric electric bike i don't know if you ever saw me yeah. with my electric bike <laughs> no, no okay i have an electric bike that looks like a motorcycle so it's really freaking cool and like people always ask me about it and i was in bank of america like just before my class i was doing like a errand i don't know what i was doing and this guy approached me and started like to ask me about my bike and then we started like to talk and he he's like a retired photographer yeah um his name is Jain Givago. It's just like mm. a, a crazy, like amazing, unique name. And then he's like a retired like fashion photographer. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. And now like we're pimples. So we write emails to each other. That's amazing. And he showed me like photos of him, like of himself. And like he's been around the world. Like I'm telling you, like I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah. You're a fashion photographer that has traveled the world doing that. Yeah. Dude, but, I have the same thing every time I go to the... um the gay clubs in Palm Springs. <laughs> I always just run into someone who's like accidentally famous, like some old famous yeah. dude. And he, they're like, oh, hi, I, I want to come on your face. Here's my business card. And nice. I'm like, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's just that kind of stuff happens yeah. here for sure. Yeah. And like the cool thing is like people that are like are retired and like have were in the business are so open about it and so like yeah. willing to help you yeah. and like, teach and you and mentor and mentor you so he t- technically is like my mentor now although i'm pretty bad at like writing back <laughs> the emails i think he sent me one like 10 days ago i'd have to reply to him because it's, it takes so like so much time to like write like an email like it takes me like two or three hours yeah because they are long and like we talk about everything and yeah he showed me his photos and like he also has like the like the biggest Louis Vuitton suitcase, like vintage suitcase um, collection. Because I Google him, I was like, well, who's this guy? And I Google him and he actually does. Like, That's he, crazy. Yeah, he has like, it was crazy because he has like over like 200,000 worth in, in just suitcase. Old people are so cool. I think there's, <laughs> no, for real. Like, I feel like they're so cool. I love like talking to old people. 
I don't know. I love my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> you But love your grandma? Your grandma sounds I badass. Do. I do. I, I do love my grandma. She is badass. Even though, like, my grandma always tells me the same thing. She <laughs> does the same thing over and over. Every But time it, I call my grandma, she's just like, I'm so poor. <laughs> <laughs> my life is so terrible and, and oh like, no yeah my grandma like she has like a lot of animals and like she's always telling me about like the stories like yeah the, yeah. the drama between yeah. the animals <laughs> and the chickens with the cats and i'm like okay. <laughs> it's really weird what do you think is something that americans don't understand about your culture oh that's a good question that's a really good question I think many American people are really dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like they don't really have like general cultural knowledge and they can be pretty biased, you know? That's a good question. What do you think? So I've all, I have this theory that's like Americans don't teach their children how to like have conversations. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they just treat their children like they're dumb. And yeah. I feel like in other cultures, you sort of like you you treat your children like little adults, right? Yeah. Like you oh, yeah. you involve them in things, and yeah, I feel like there's it makes a big difference. Yeah, I feel like one thing that I don't like about like American culture is yeah that, and also how like cold they are with like their families, you know? Yeah, I have so many. It's bizarre. As I have so many friends that they're like that their family is their friends. Yeah, I know like family dysfunctional families is a thing. My family also can be Latino families are really dysfunctional and really messy. <laughs> However, just like that lack of community, you know, everybody yeah. here is in, like on their own, you know. And, and you kick out your kid at yeah. 18. Like, it's super bizarre. It's super bizarre. Like, I'm 26. I still live with my mom. Yeah. I'm planning on living with my mom yeah. for as long as I can. Like, it's not that weird to be, like, 30 and living with your parents, yeah, you know? Yeah, no, it's not that. Yeah. Maybe if you vibe with them, why? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah. Um, like, okay, that's another thing. That's another thing that I didn't realize. Like, I didn't know that race was such a thing until I came here. Like... Did you think, okay, so uh, this is so interesting because like in Colombia, you're white, right? Yeah, technically, yeah. And here... I'm Latina. You're not white. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But just like the fact that race is such a thing for like jokes, for like yeah. everything, for like... It's so lazy. Yeah, um, yeah, for everything. And not that in Colombia it's not because it definitely is, definitely there racism. However, it's just like here, everything, it's about it, you know? And I, I don't feel like... I feel like misunderstood or anything, but I do feel like people find me like funny in some yeah. way because <laughs> of my accent yeah. or because of like where where I come from. And they like, I think many people underestimate me. Yeah. Yeah. For for like my accent and like, um, so it's just like that, like just I'd having to prove myself, true. just having to prove myself constantly to like new people that I meet. Um, and it's just tiring. Like sometimes I don't even, uh, yeah, at this point I don't even like put the effort and like if you're gonna take me for who I am or like take me for who do who you think I am then that's okay like I don't mind you know <laughs> well we're we're just about ready to take a little break yeah and uh when we come back more Lao Hei you don't want to miss it For those of you just joining us, you're listening to Spotlight COD, the podcast where we sit down with artists and performers from our college community and shine a light on their sleigh. 
I'm here with student filmmaker Lauhe Baca, and I want to talk a little bit about everything you've been able to accomplish at COD. Mm-hmm. So the Motion Picture Club, tell me about that. How did that get started? Okay, so I met this guy called Rigo. Maybe you know him. Yeah, I think I do. Know. Yeah, he's like pursuing screenwriting and directing, and he was like, "Oh, I wish like there was like a community space for like." film students because there's so many film students here in the valley and like in general there's so many people because we're so close to LA there's so many people that are interested in filmmaking Mm. in some way either acting costume design whatever and um I was like yeah let's create a club let's create a club and he actually did like he actually like researched like everything that we needed to create a club so it was mostly like his initiative Mm. um but yeah we I I became the vice president right away and like we helped it was like collaborative like effort he's really like he's really like a machine I don't know how he gets so many things he's so productive yeah he's so productive so yeah that's how like everything started and like then we became we started to like meet so many new people uh, because of the classes and everything that is just like form a community right away and like yeah i think that's pretty much it <laughs> i know you guys um you guys work on work on some projects you guys have done a few films yeah um how would you describe being on set for someone who's never experienced it oh okay being on set can definitely be stressing yeah um it can be really I don't know. I feel like people that have never been on a set, when they get on a set, they don't know what to do. There's a lot of just waiting around. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a yeah, there's a lot of just waiting around and I think that can be intimidating for some people because they they think like, "Oh, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Or, I don't know what to do and everybody's doing something." But no, not really. Sometimes it's just like waiting around for like the sun, just like yeah. the sunset or something. Um it is a lot of fun, I'll say that, but you're always on a time crunch in filmmaking in general. So you got to be really organized. So many, many times, like when you're waiting, you're actually like thinking, well, that's yes. what I do. You're actually thinking, okay, I have to do this, have to do this. It's like a race, you know? Yeah. So you're like waiting, like taking a break because you know, like what's coming is like, go, 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 yeah. go, go, go. So it's kind of like that. What do you think it takes to be a good director? Oh, that's a good question. I think, first of all, to, like, know, like, what you want. But at the same time, if you don't, that's okay. Like, sometimes you can go at it with a really clear perspective. But it's okay if you have, like, some, like, blank spaces. Because I think it's lovely to just allow people to let their creativity shine, you know? Sometimes um, in my film, when I was directing, they will ask me, how do you want me to deliver this? And I was like, huh. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> uh, because sometimes as a director, you're like in charge of everything. So you're like, people are constantly asking you questions. And most of the time you have like the answers for it. But like at the same time, since everybody has just one task, they can be really specific about it. Yeah. And then they can ask you really specific things that you made of not like, not thought of before. Yeah. So anyways, going back to your question, I think what it takes to be a good director is to just be like humble and open, you yeah. know. I hum- think that's a good answer. Humble that you don't know all the answers, mm. and being open for people to give you their opinion, you know. Do you think female directors have to work harder than male directors to command <laughs> the same level of respect on set? And what is your experience with that? Um, I think I will say so. Yeah, um, but I think it's just part of like sexism in general. Yeah. <laughs> However, my experience with that, for some reason, I'm really surprised that people, like, pay attention to what I'm saying. I don't know. Like, I, 
in my film i got to like work with people that like listen you yeah know? and like respected me i don't know I, maybe it's the accent or something but i think people think like i'm mysterious in some way and like i know things that they done But at the same time, I think like people like respect me more as an artist because of like where I come from. That's so, interesting. Yeah, it's it's really sort of like this um I don't know, this like exotification effect. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like yeah, they will like really like, they will listen to me and like at the end of the day I got to work with friends. Yeah. And like that's the cool thing that I got to work with friends and they like they will like of course they're my friends so they respect me. Um, and they were like they're helping me out so that was really lovely i like i'd never had a moment in which they didn't hear me or they like disrespected me you know yeah so what has it been like going on this journey um finding your artistic voice what has that journey been like for you here oh that's a good question i think i i realized recently that i What I want to do right now is like get as much work done, you know? Because I think if you focus too much on something, it can teach you a lot, but at the same time it's just one thing. When you practice and practice and practice, I think you can like find what you like faster than when you like try to focus on something really specific. But if you do like a lot of different things, it can like give you more like perspective of, oh, "Okay, this is my vision, this is my style," you know? So you're like you're in a phase where you're experimenting. Yeah. That's sort of like what you want to say. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm I'm trying to when I f like totally finish this project, I want to just like dive into like different like art uh forms. Mm. Uh, like photography and um, I think that's amazing to stay sort of refreshed yeah, and, yeah exactly and just like do as much as I can yeah just to like get as much practice as I can well we're just about ready to take another break and when we come back we're gonna play a little interview game Yay. fun 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 I'm oh that's nice <laughs> I'm with Lauhe Baka and this is Spotlight COD stay tuned Hi, and welcome back to Spotlight COD, the podcast where we sit down with artists and performers from our college community and shine a light on their ra-ra-ra. I'm here with student filmmaker Lauhe Baka, and we're about to play a little game. Lauhe, this is 16 questions. Okay. I'm going to be asking you 16 rapid-fire questions in the style of an obnoxious celebrity interview, and okay. you're going to respond to the best of your ability. Okay. Are I you ready? Yeah, I just want to say that I love your ra-ra-ra. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go the for music. It. <laughs> okay. Question one: What's one thing you like about yourself? I like my creativity. When was the last time you shit your pants? Oh, like in Colombia, I sharted. Yeah, I like was going to fart, and then <laughs> it came with a gift. <laughs> Where is Malaysia Airlines Flight 370? Oh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, bro. Ask them. <laughs> Would you describe Pope Francis as avant-garde? Avant-garde. Um, I don't really, I don't really know. But What do you find most attractive in a man? Oh, mm, their vulnerability. Like when they're like, when they cry in front of me. I love that. <laughs> What do you find most attractive in a woman? Um, when they're like, when they know what they want. What do you find most attractive about me? Ooh, that you're from Brazil. 
Would you be surprised if I came out as non-binary? No, I wouldn't be surprised. What's one stereotype about Colombians that's kind of true? Oh, that's kind of true? That we... Mm, that we are promiscuous. <laughs> Have you ever pulled the race card? Oh yeah, for sure. But like in a cool way. Do you want to pull it now? <laughs> what were you ashamed of as a child? My name. I didn't like my name at all. It's not common, huh? Yeah, it's not common at all. What are you ashamed of now? When things don't go my way and people see. Why are American child actors so cringe? I don't know, Americans are cringe. Do you remember the last thing that made you cry? Oh yeah, on Friday night I was crying to my mom about the whole event. And finally, do you tell yourself stories in order to live? Do I tell myself stories? Okay, that's a good question. Oh. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think when yeah, just like the hope of something happening yeah. is just like oh yes, yeah. keeps me going. Okay, that was it. That was the sixteen questions. Okay. You survived. You did. You did very well. Actually, okay. I was surprised you you responded to question number two. Yeah. <laughs> what was question number two again? In Colombia, I shouted. Yeah. So I like to close every episode with a discussion about the future. Okay. So I want to know what's next for you. What's next for me? Um, I have to figure it out. If I want to stay one more semester, of if I want to go the culture route, uh, I have to figure it out. If I want to go to LA or New York, but I think I'm going to LA, and yeah, um, I have to figure it out like what I'm doing next, pretty much like everybody else. <laughs> so I I realized that um I just have to take it like one step at a time, and that's what my grandma reminds me every single time I call her, uh, and just that just like being grateful for where I am right now. The last thing I want to touch on is this idea of success. Yeah. Obviously, success is super subjective and always shifting. For sure. So I'm curious to know, even if you don't make it big, what mm-hmm. does artistic success look like for you? What What does a life well lived look like for you? Oh, a life well lived. I think you know what I think. So far, I have a a, a really good life. I think so too. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think a life well lived. Is a life in which I did what I wanted, but not in like, oh, I'm doing what I want, like type of thing, but just like fulfill my needs and fulfill my wants. Yeah. And like connected with people and like just allow myself, like didn't like, I don't want to have regrets and just like spoke my truth, even if people didn't like it. And in terms of like success of my work, if I like touch somebody like by it or like I was so happy when like people laugh at the jokes of my short film because I like maybe because I was constantly watching it that I was like, oh, this is so stupid. Um, but like people did. I was like, OK, this is this is great. <laughs> this is great. Just like make people feel, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about all the time we have for today. I want to thank you so much for being here. I'm hoping you got as much out of this as we did. I love this. I like what I got out of this getting to meet you. Aww. I think we never really talked before. We never really talked, yeah. Yeah, and like I'm really I'm glad. kind of a cold <laughs> like especially in class. I was <laughs> I always wouldn't... I was always curious about you. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say so but like I didn't know that you were from Brazil. And That like, would have changed something for you? Uh definitely, <laughs> definitely for sure. I don't know. I have so much respect for Latinos yeah. now that I'm so far from. My yeah, home. it becomes. That's funny. It's like a phenomenon. Like when you're gone, it becomes like part of who you are, right? Exactly. And you want to tell. You're like I'm Colombian. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. So yeah.
just like getting to know you. I, I love meeting new people and I'm really glad that I'm getting, I'm getting to know you. Yeah, I'm glad, I, I'm glad I got to know you too. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with in the future. Thank you, same. <laughs> <laughs> same for you. Okay, Lauhe Baka, everyone. Join us next Sunday at 11.30 a.m. for another episode of Spotlight COD. I'm Mateus Garone. Bye.